It's the Tiltcast, episode 481. Chunky Air, yeah. And this week, guys, we talk <laughs> Borderlands 2, Wasteland 3, <laughs> Final Fantasy 14, <laughs> Humankind, Pillars of Eternity 2, and Gears Tactics. Stay tuned. What a Yeah, <laughs> and we're back. Finally, it's the Tilt Cast. Hey, <clears throat> it is Saturday, September eighteenth. After about uh, what three weeks of not being here, right? Well, or a I month mean, or something like that. It, a couple couple weeks of remote, and then uh, then a week off, and then uh, you know, finally found my ass to the studio. Well, getting started, we are an M-rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And with the three of us, you're going to get some amount of time of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games and some news. Ooh, um, yeah. For our reasons, um, it's been a trying week, trying month. Mm, yes, um, it has. Rusty's had shit going on. Uh, Jason's had COVID in the house. Um. And I've just been here. You just been existing in this spot. <laughs> yeah, bored out of my mind. I know. I know. Going crazy. I, I feel you. I understand. I get it. I beat two games. You you beat two more games than I did. That's for damn sure. I beat two games. That's how. That's how. That's how completely isolated I've been. Well, I mean, you. <laughs> I had time to focus. Well. I uh, well, I applaud you for that because I I did not have time to focus. <laughs> I've been going out of my mind. Jason, uh, how's the last couple of weeks treated you? Well, they've been all right except for the whole, uh, you know, not really seeing anybody. <laughs> right, being stuck in a spot. I can I can only imagine that being a um, kind of uh, a sucky situation for sure. Reason on you know because that includes work too because I've pretty much been stuck in an office and that's the only place I am. So well, yeah, they the way they quarantine you is they literally quarantine you to a cubicle away from everybody. You get your own floor. They you know you get your own you know like well I mean that would be perfect for me. Just sign me the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get your own floor, your own office, your own uh, your own elevator, your own toilet, whatever, dude. Fucking like, let me let me have my job that way. Thank you. Well, and had I ever actually shown symptoms, I would have actually been working from home. But I never had any symptoms. So, well, that's that's very good to hear. You're a typhoid Mary. Got it. Um. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, all right, Mary. Um, <laughs> so it's been uh, it, it's been a couple weeks at least. Well, you haven't been to the studio in a month. Um, yep, and it's been three almost. Is it three weeks or the same month? I can't remember. It's the same amount of time. Yeah. So it's it's. Lola's been going nuts. Lola went absolutely apeshit when she realized that I was here. She went like full on wiggle butt because, you know, and she did not want to let me go 
I've got the marks on my arm to prove it. She was grabbing a hold of me and wouldn't let me go. Um, you know, so she missed, she missed, uh, seeing other people's faces and she, she missed her, her favorite person to jump onto, uh, especially while recording. I'm waiting for at least two or three mountings today. So yeah, the mountings real. It's, she's actually doing quite a bit better. I mean, I've left the house a few times without the dog. Um, and she hasn't touched her toys. I've just come back and she's been asleep. So that's good. She, it's like normal. Yeah. Like a real dog, like, like a real dog. You're becoming a real dog. She's just becoming a little bit more secure that this is my home base. Right. You know, um, but I'm trying to, so one of the things I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get ready. <laughs> I'll be going on a trip to go see Jessa, uh, for a little over a week. I'll be out of the house for about 10 days. Um, and when that happens, you know, there's a couple things I have to do. One of those things is to get my car set up for leaving the AC on and walking inside a grocery store so I can poop or whatever. Right. Or maybe I'll just eat a shitload of cheese and clog myself up before I drive. God damn. Like, um, but I'm going to have, you know, I'm gonna have to use the restroom in, in 12 hours of driving. Me. Um, Gatorade bottle. It'd nah, be fine. It'd be weird. But uh, Amazon drivers do it all the time. Yeah, so I've heard. <clears throat> but you know, it's it's always an experience. I went today. Um, I drive a Nissan, so I go to the Nissan dealership, and I have a fairly old car with very little miles on it. And I was like, I was thinking, I'm just going to go to Walmart and get myself a key cut. Well, apparently, it didn't work that way. No, those you will get, be chipped, probably. It, my my keys chipped. Yep, and it cost me forty six dollars. For a fucking key. Only? Only 46 for me. Only? Yeah, see, I had uh, uh, my Ford Focus um, had a, you know, a chipped key. And they told me it was going to be like 90 some dollars for a key from the dealership. And I said, what? No, I'm done. No, I'm not even going to just not lose this key. And of course, that particular key... You know, the part that goes on the keychain was plastic. And, of course, it broke. So, for the last few months that I had the car, the key wouldn't go on a keychain because the part that would broke. So, I've had a very, very real possibility of losing my key every time I went into my pocket for it. It was was one of the major reasons why I got rid of that car. Oh, she's, uh, I see her smiling. She's very smiley right now. I know. Oh, I know. Continue. So, yeah, I went to go get a, I went to Walmart thinking I'd get a key for a dollar, and obviously that didn't pan out. And then the damn key doesn't quite work. So, like, it doesn't start my car. It'll open my door, but it won't start my car. So now I got to go back to the Nissan dealership to go get another key because it's not programmed quite right. So now I have to fucking deal with that shit after spending $46 on a damn key. Oh, they'll be able to get you set up with another key. Yeah, the uh, the if it opens your door, but it doesn't start your car, then they got the wrong chip. That's just the way that is. Um, <clears throat> well, and it really doesn't, it doesn't matter, but it does. I want it to work, especially <clears throat> since I spent that kind of money on it. I just... Didn't have the time because I'd left Lola here alone 
And I had some groceries in the car this morning, so I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to wait another 30 minutes for them to make a key. So I've got to do that later. Um, but yeah, just having to figure that out. I got her some pills to make her not nauseous and throw up the whole way up there, which I'm hoping doesn't happen. Um, we got the stereo installed, so I've got, you know, tunes for driving a long ways. This will be the first long trip I've taken in about two years. Man, she is happy. She is super duper happy right now. It's like, let me let me just get she's, back up there. She's, she's like, I'm already already ready. Up. Oh my god. <laughs> right there. <laughs> and she has jumped up on Rusty to lick his face. She uh she is relentless. She she won't oh snap no. That was very close to. Uh, I think she whapped the microphone. Uh, she, I'm pretty sure she whapped more than just the microphone. Just then. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that are new to the show, Lola is my 50 pound deaf pity mix. That uh, she's not that big. She's pretty compact. She just got a lot of weight in a little spot. She's uh, yes, yes. And she. When she, Rusty gets here, when she's really excited, she likes to climb on your chest and lick your face. And that, yes. And it doesn't matter if you're sitting, you know, straight up or not. She will find her way right into your face immediately. So she just launched herself into my face. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and, and, of course, I've got my my monitors in so that I can hear uh, for the recording. And she likes to just rip those out of my head. Uh, so <laughs> it's... She got, she got me out of a meeting the other day. Oh, she did? Yeah, I was talking to the uppity-ups, and it was bleeding way into my lunch. And she literally just jumped up into into my lap, and I took a picture of it. Oh, that is precious. She's hugging my neck, but my the people that were on the call are like, what's going on? And she's like, it's 30 minutes past dinner time, and the, the dog child is ready to go. So they're like... Yeah, we're an hour and a half over. You can go. It's like, all right. Nice. Nice. Wonder if I could get out of work meetings if I had a pupper. Um, But that, yes, you took that picture. That is the most precious picture I've seen so far of her. She just, like, jumped up and just hugged you. Um, yeah, she's just she's ready to go. Yep. But, yeah, she's a... Uh, <laughs> She's a character. She is a character, and she uh, doesn't say no. But, um, yeah, life has been pretty boring over here. The uh, I've dealt with two different spiders. Um, Charlotte, I think uh, Charlotte got eaten. So the one I told you guys a few weeks ago, I ran through her web and got her babies all over me, and we aborted them with water. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I had another spider. I don't know exactly what kind of spider it is, but it has really long front legs. It was really skinny. I could, I did not want to figure out what kind it was, but it built a web right across the back door. Uh-huh. It wasn't an orb weaver, but I opened the door to let her out, and there's a spider just hanging out, and then I get close, and he'd raise his legs, like, threatening me. I was like, you're not Charlotte. Charlotte wouldn't care. She'd just move her web. You don't move your web. You're... You're being a bastard. So I got out wasp spray and hit the fucker with wasp spray. <laughs> just like, and you're dead. And I lit him up. <laughs> and you're dead. Um, and then today we had, so there's this side area. I'm pointing you guys know where it's at over by the kitchen. 
Uh-huh. There's a whole like little run over there where I've got it's fenced in, but it's just basically the entrance to my garage. Right. And I heard my dog barking. I let her out and go play in the middle of the day while I'm goofing off or doing things around the house. And she just would not shut up. I was like, all right, I'm going to need to go up there and see what she's barking at. And I see her darting away from there and running all the way to the back of the yard, coming to the door and barking, and then running over there and barking again. I was like, what the hell's going on? There is a motherfucking orb weaver, like a huge ass orb weaver, like not kidding, body like, like mini tarantula. And... He's bouncing his web, and then Lola's barking at it. And I'm just like, you're not building a web right there. Not, like, right in... Like, he built a web, or she, I guess, probably about five or six feet across. And it was very thick and kind of, like, about chest height. So about four feet off the ground. And it was a massive web. And I was like, no, this ain't happening. So she's barking at me. I go grab a stick. (laughs) And I just whapped the fuck out of that goddamn spider. And I felt contact. It was that solid. It was like hitting a rock. Oh, my God. And he just, like, I clove it in two with a stick. I'm Wow. <laughs> I'm, Rusty's spinning around in the chair looking around like uh, he's going to get assaulted by some eight-legged freak. It's... I'm not cool with spiders at all. Like, no kidding? Body as long as that headphone right there. Oh, fuck no. So, like that. No. No, You can see it, Jason. No, no, no. That's uh, getting into Jeff Daniels' territory there. I mean... I mean, it's about, like, this. Right? Big old fat orb weaver. No! So, when I smacked it, and it just exploded... It oh. was, uh, oh no. <laughs> like, even Lola was still kind of ginger with, because she wanted to get the stick that I broke off because it hit the ground and, you know, broken half. Right. And she, like, very gingerly paused the stick and, like, pulls it over. And then she's, like, running around like she's got a little victory lap going on. <laughs> she's like, You finally got the spider. Thank you. Uh, but, mountain I'm, number I'm glad, three. I'm glad she doesn't like spiders. I'm. You, you're all right in my book, Lola. You're all right in my book. That's, man, that's she's right. just all over Rusty today. Oh, my gosh. She won't let me go. She won't let me go at all. Truth no. be told, this is probably a little bit of therapy for Rusty. He needs a little bit of a little bit of dog love. Hi. What you do? He's, he's turning pink with excitement. You're going to be covered in white dog hair. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Happens every time. Yeah. The only other exciting thing is that I'm starting to do running versus walking. <sighs> so she is got up to about a six months, a six month, a six block sprint at this point <sighs> because I'm finally losing weight again. Thank God. Uh, and that is the most exciting things I've done other than smoke food the last few weeks. Uh, well, smoke food's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I got smoke drumsticks in the fridge right now. I saw the pictures, uh, you know, with the red hot on them. Mm, yeah, I just slathered them red hot, threw them in the smoker, and dip them in ranch. Ooh, they sounds, ain't bad. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, that ain't bad. <clears throat> Guarantee that's better than what Rusty's been eating. Spam. Oh, God. I mean, you're not wrong, but... Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh it's it's been a hell of a it's been a hell of a week. Um I can't really go into very much detail obviously, but um suffice to say I am actually okay. Um my my uh it's it's mainly work related shit, so obviously I'm not going to talk very much about it uh in detail, but um it made me realize, I mean, it, it made me realize a, a very real thing here. Uh, you, you don't really understand how secure and safe you are until the rugs pulled out from underneath you. So, um, here is my, uh, uh, my real talk professional advice, uh, in 10 seconds or less. If you feel comfortable, you need to work harder. <laughs> if you, uh, if you have a skill, you need another skill. Just take, you know, just take that advice and move with it because, uh, you know, you know, shit, uh, shit doesn't necessarily last forever. That's for damn sure. But that said, um, that, that is only one of the three or four weeks or so, but it's been the same, same shit different, you know, every week. It's been basically just, uh, play an MMO like hardcore that nobody in this uh, podcast wants to play with me. So I mean, your best friend's playing it with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I mean, you've been streaming with him, right? Yes. I have actually been uh, uh guest appearing on his streams for a couple weeks now. Um, this, um, uh, his, uh, Twitch name is, uh, uh, Leoric 1981. Uh, that's L E O R C 1981. Uh, and, uh, he is primarily going through, uh, a playthrough of Final Fantasy 14 at the moment. Uh, and, um, I, I end up showing up on his stream every Sunday ish, uh, for at least a couple hours. Uh, and in that period of time, he tends to use and abuse me, uh, for either, you know, healing dungeons or crafting, um, because he's doing all of the things. He is an alt-aholic, uh, an old WoW player. <clears throat> uh, so he had about 18,000 alts in WoW, uh, and I uh, showed him how to play, uh, you know, what to do, what to do for Final Fantasy so that, uh, uh, so that he can get the most out of that. Oh my gosh, Lola, you are so happy. Why do you have to mount me four times in the first part of the episode? It's just crazy, all right? I'm going to need you to stop. Just calm down. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been having a lot of fun uh, playing with you know playing with him and having him experience the, uh, the story for the first time, uh, considering I went through the story years ago. Um, you know, being able to kind of hear that through, uh, you know, or experience it again, you know, through, uh, through his first time is kind of neat seeing his reactions to things. Uh, so, oh my gosh, will you please? <laughs> Lola will not let me stop right now or not let me continue anyway. Um, but yes, uh, Final Fantasy has been, you know, been my go-to and it probably will be my go-to until Lost Ark comes out. Uh, to be completely honest, 
um, because both Final Fantasy and Lost Ark are basically paid for, and uh, current current events in life right now has basically turned, uh, you know, you know, set the lock on all of my, uh, you know, near future spending. So <clears throat> I need to uh, get the most out of what I've got right now. Um, might be able to pick up some things on, uh, uh, on Xbox game pass, but I have not actually looked and seen what was available, uh, recently, uh, been kind of in a weird spot for the last week. So, well, <clears throat> fair enough. Jason, have you been playing anything new? Mm, really more of the same other than, uh, I felt like I just needed to play a shooter and uh, thanks to thanks to Epic I have plenty to choose from that I've gotten free over time and I really didn't want to play Halo so on Game Pass and let's face it Battlefield's kind of meh so I uh, uh, installed uh Borderlands 2 and all the HD texture packs and whatnots and playing playing that through again. Just been uh, going comfy, huh? I mean, comfy is it. Comfy is it. And if you're going to go back and play a Borderlands, go back and play the superior one. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you on that. Borderlands 2 is actually... It's pretty good. Well, I think it's the best one, honestly. I, I don't disagree. Um, just Gunzerker. Gunzerker. And, uh, you know, Money Shot. Um, <clears throat> that's, uh, <laughs> that's where I got you know, got my start on the podcast, <laughs> honestly, right around that time. Um, yep, so, uh, you know, Borderlands 2 is definitely a, a, a solid choice. I am not a big fan of any of the ones past that, actually, so... Um, I played them all and I beat them all, but you know, Borderlands Two is one that you can go back to and you know and really enjoy. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. What class are you playing? Mm, I went and uh, went back and did Assassin. I mean, I've played all the classes before. Of course, just... he went Assassin. Of course, he did. He's got a stereotype just like I do. All, all the snipes. Yes, you're a sniper. Even in XCOM, even when Justin plays XCOM, you are a sniper. If you're, uh, if you're a character in Wasteland, you're a sniper in Wasteland. You are just a sniper in any game that Justin plays, and it's That's... it. It's the same when I play. Wait, I think. I... Uh, trying to think what Jason's class is in Wasteland Three right now. Nope, he's a he's a sniper. Yeah, Let's I see. remember he's he's always a sniper. He's always a sniper, and I'm always some form of either either a heavy or an assault of some sort. Yeah, you're an assault right now. I uh, no, you're not an assault. You're a toaster repairman. I mean, perfect. <laughs> I don't know what the class is, but it's fire damage. Well. The toaster perk in Wasteland 3 gives fire. you additional fire damage at the end of the tree. Fire. And then you've got the, 
what is it? It's called the uh, Saint of the Metal or something like that, which is one of the perks for additional fire damage. So everything your character does is based around flamethrowers, molotovs, and then you got a small arm skill to hold a shotgun. So you can shotgun, but most of what you got is a lot of strength to wear great armor to get close to light shit on fire. Fire. Um, fire. Yes. So you're basically like a barbecuing character. Yes. Awesome. Um, and, I, and I repair toasters, which is <laughs> right up my alley. Yeah. And see, I'm a medic. Uh, what is... Jess is an ass, not an assault, but a assault weapons person, which means like, like M4s, stuff like that. Soldier class style. Basically soldier class. Yeah. I Yeah, I started another playthrough of Wasteland, and then I paused it again, because they've got... I've got the season pass for it. Oh, yeah, so. that's another thing I did, was I did start a playthrough of Wasteland. All right. Three. There you go. Hey, you know, so you can play through the base game with no DLC, and it is perfectly fine. Just a... a uh, FYI, but I'm I got it to level ten, and I stopped because the new DLC comes out next month, and the way they work the DLC is it's just level gated to where you can play it at any point. So it's like I can leave my playthrough right where it's at right now, wait for the DLC to release, and then play through Steeltown and that at the same time. Um, then I didn't find I found out that Steeltown I could actually play it after my old playthrough again. But I decided to stop because I've heard the announcement there's a new DLC coming out called, like, Nuketown or something like that. I don't know. Uh, okay. It's another radiation theme one, kind of like the uh, Radiation Servants of the Atom or something like that. that gotcha. We're in the uh, other one, and I think it's kind of themed around that. But, um, yeah, I, I went back. I was in the tactical mood, so I went back and I was playing Pathfinder Kingmaker. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I uninstalled it again. So, <laughs> so that was short lived. Ten hours later, jeez. So here's the thing about Pathfinder. Pathfinder is extremely Pathfindery, and it sticks to the rules to a T. Mm-hmm. And your guys suck at rolls. Uh, um, I mean that's normal. Yeah, and so there's not a good balance between normal mode, which is hard as balls based on shit rolls that I continue to get and like the easy difficulty, which you just face roll everything without even thinking about it. Right. And it's not balanced. Well, that's my problem with it. It's not balanced. Well. And so like, as I'm playing it, I got further than I did last time, but only because I face rolled shit. Um, and then I was like, I'm not really having fun. I want to play a CRPG. That's actually good. And I'll just compare the two, right? And see how they play out, right? Right. Because, you know, essentially it's a party-based game like, you know, like uh, Icewind Dale or something like that, right? Which you need is Baldur's Gate 3 to come out fully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or like Divinity Original Sin, right? Which I, I debated on playing that again because it's a great game. I actually was talking to, uh, I get to talk to a lot of people in a lot, in a lot of different, like, regions and, you know, and things while playing Final Fantasy, of course. Um and I was talking to somebody and they, and they were like, I just need a game that I can, you know, that I can play. That's kind of chill turn-based, uh, but like heavy into RPG elements. And I'm like, Divinity Original Sin 2. And he's like, what is that? 
And I went in and I described that game to him, and he's like, this is right up my alley. I'm going to go download it right now. It's basically like what Dragon <clears throat> Age 2 should have been. Right. Yeah, and then, and once I, you know, got him to download it and, you know, basically start this, he's he fell in love with it immediately. Uh, and uh, that was, you know, that was a couple days ago. And uh, he keeps coming back and asking me questions about the game. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I can't really say that I went and fully beat it. And it's been a couple of years since I played it. So I'm not maybe the best source of information. Yeah, Divinity's a fantastic CRPG. <clears throat> it's um, a really fun co-op if you can just get your, you know, get your, you know, co-op buddy to actually play play it on I'd, a regular basis i would co-op it but i co-op with any, any of you guys but you could even write a campaign with it we tried and then yep. you flaked on me but we're now on a similar <laughs> schedule but anyways get back to what i was talking about <laughs> um, like, diffuse the situation um so pathfinder i was the looking at it because there was a new path a new game that came out by the same guys right uh, which has a picture of like a succubus on the front. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but a new Pathfinder game came out very uh-huh. recently within right. the last week or so. And I was like, am I going to buy that game? Let me play Pathfinder again and see why it dropped off of it. I was like, oh, this was why. It's balanced really fucking weird. And you've got to be really, really into how the classes work and fail for a while to get good at it. And I was like, I don't really want to fail for a while to get good at it. I kept, you know, I'd do some fights, and I make it through all right. But I can't rest enough to save my guys. And there was a lot of fights that just straight out party wiped. And this was just on regular difficulty. And I'm not, like, shit at CRPGs. I'm not amazing at them. But I'm not shit at them. I mean, I've played a lot of them. Um, Pathfinder Kingmaker is just really evil on the fucking dice. Um, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. Wrath of the, the Righteous, the new one. I yep. decided I wasn't going to get it. I mean, I played Neverwinter, Neverwinter 2, right? Baldur's Gate, the original. Oh. Baldur's Gate 2. Played Icewind Dale. Played. Um, but Pathfinder is different. Like, it's it's kind of based on D&D, and it's kind of not. Like, it's, you know, Pathfinder and, like, D&D 5e are not necessarily things that go together right um so it's the same style of rpg but not you know not the same rule set so i decided i was going to try another one right because i wanted to compare it to one that i liked and i decided to compare it to one that i liked that i never finished because it's really long because i looked and it's like i don't have enough time so i started playing uh pillars of eternity 2 because i never finished it and Oh, found out that game's actually really good, and I didn't, like, so here's the biggest difference, right? So, surprise. <laughs> a complete miss is, like, a zero. So it runs, it rolls a hundred sided die is what it does for its chance to hit, right? Versus deflection and armor and all that other shit, right? Right. Um, so your roll to hit, if it's 50 or higher is a hit if it's 25 to 50 it's a graze if it's 25 or below it's a miss if it's 100 it's a crit right so you know the and you get you know additional rolls based on your class and chances to crit and all that other shit right, right? 
plus five plus, plus you know yeah, plus all ten that, all that other stuff right but you end up hitting a little bit more than you do in Pathfinder and it feels a little bit more impactful and also Pillars of Eternity two also has a turn based mode that I think actually makes that game amazing um, it makes the game a little bit slower. Um, because it's real-time tactics with pause, right? So if you've ever played a game like Baldur's Gate, you just hit spacebar, queue up actions, and then go. The problem is, is that, you know, your AI, you can set your AI to basically do passive attacks until they set up to cast something. Turn-based mode means you get one action to do something, one action to move, or two actions to do something, right? Okay. And it's all based on your initiative roll. So you do initiative rolls, and that determines the turn order every round. So... And then you got modifiers to your initiative per character based on what their armor is usually. Right. Their so, speed. Yeah, their speed. Right. So sometimes you might actually get two attacks before one enemy gets one attack, or maybe three attacks before one enemy gets one attack. And then your casters, because they have such high initiative because they wear paper, um, sometimes get like three attacks. So it usually gives them enough time to charge up a spell and then cast. And it also means that when combat starts, it's a little bit easier to place your tanks and get things in front of enemies so that they're absorbing damage, and then gives your other guys time to pew-pew from behind. Right. And it feels really good. Yeah, the real-time combat was not one of the things that I I liked. Like, it was more of, like, move and then hit spacebar to pa- pause, submit some actions, and then hit spacebar again to, you know, to let them all do their thing, and then pause again. It felt really weird to me. Well, I mean, that's been Baldur's Gate since the beginning. Right. And and that was and, and that's I understand that, but it's just kind of like You I get to where you're like it, you're like pause click, pause click, pause click, pause yeah, click. Yeah, but it's kinda of clunky. I mean, it is it is kinda of clunky, and I think the turn based mode for Pillars Two right. works really good. Right. So um, I mean that was one of the reasons why I was when I looked at Baldur's Gate three and how it's built. I was like, oh, well, I mean, that's the way that I wanted to see Boulder's Gate from the get-go. Um, yeah, they're following the Divinity model. And, which... and that's fine, because it's it's a superior model, in my uh, in my opinion. I think that the, the, the pause button uh, for the combat is a relic from, you know, from older-style games. Yeah, and I, I mean, you can get used to that kind of game, right? Like, if you go back to Icewind Dale or something, that's exactly what you're going to get. Oh. But or Dragon Age, Dungeon Origins. Siege, and all those things were basically the same way, you know. But I found right. Not only was the voice acting much better, um, what it, it doesn't look quite as good, but the stuff is a lot more unique uh, when it comes to the palette for each of the different areas. It's a lot less generic. The quests are a lot less generic. It's just a far superior game. I mean, it's a Josh Sawyer game, so. Right. Um, so, and I know there's some things that have been kind of tacked on. There's like 50,000 DLCs for that game. But Pillars 2 is fucking solid, and it's on Game Pass. Um, it's on Game Pass. But I'm playing it on Steam, so I've had it since before it was on Game Pass. But anyways, um, the other thing that I've been playing and I beat, so let's go through two games I beat. Humankind. I beat a campaign. I didn't talk about this in the show yet, right? No. Because um, it's been that long. Well... You might have talked about it a little bit on one of the remote shows, but um, you didn't. I don't think you beat a campaign. I think you were still kind of struggling with it because, I mean, it's 4X. So you have to learn the systems and figure out how to uh, Gandhi them. 
Um, it took me about 15 hours to beat a campaign in Humankind, which is another Game Pass game. Um, I played it on normal setting because mm-hmm. I wanted to learn the systems. I'll give you a couple of quick tips, and I think I may have already said this. Grab land fast. Get yourself three outposts going in one city. Right, so two out, turn one of your outposts into a city, get another two outposts, and then start to expand. And don't expand so much you can't sustain it. You'll, you'll be able to see how much that you can sustain. But um, get yourself a little bit of land up because the AI is pretty fucking aggressive with their land grab. If you got somebody that's getting a little bit spicy on your borders, beat them to beat them down. Right, like don't be afraid to go to war for just a little bit with somebody who's trying to get spicy up in your ass. Um, and the combat's pretty fun. It's turn-based. It's based on your terrain, based on your unit's abilities, etc. Now, you can't do, like, individual abilities with units. Kind of plays out like risk, like cannons versus infantry, etc. But, um, you can position them and get flanking bonuses and stuff like that with your units and terrain bonuses. Um, you can use the terrain to your advantage to, you know, I think I said this last week, like, 300 them through a valley. Um... But yeah, I beat the game before I got to nuclear power, and I beat the game with fame. So fame is the achievements you did you you get, and I used my military might to beat down a couple of people that were getting too close to my wonders and basically stealing things that were accumulating my fame. Um, but I I got a fame whim, um, which meant that I had enough natural wonders and enough industry etc. To win the game, it was pretty fun. I, I think there's some things in it that are simpler than Civ, and some things that are very alien to Civ. And the land grab thing's a very alien thing to Civ. Not that you're not grabbing territory in Civ, but just the way that works, right? And the way the multipliers work on your territory, and I feel like the uh, diplomacy in this works a lot better. Um, like that was definitely a strategy I was using was diplomacy to build income to buy shit out fast so that I could get things rolling faster than the other guys using diplomacy to trade essentially. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd say give it a try, limit yourself to like maybe three AI guys and then maybe do like a medium sized Pangea world. So there's not a lot of boats to go in between so you can fill up the map fast and then get a feel for it. Don't play the fast paced game cause it's too fast. I played the one that was like 300 turns. So 300 turns ended up being about 15 hours because after about turn 100, it's taking you about 10 minutes a turn. Right. Um, and the AI sort of moves real time, but not really. If that makes any sense. <laughs> they move all their stuff like as you're moving your stuff in the fog of war. Um, and then you, that doesn't pause time until you see them, basically. Ah, gotcha. Okay, so things are... You do need to be hustling. Right. So things um, are still progressing, even even if you know even in the early stages. They're not going to get turns ahead of you, but they're basically all using their turn at the same time, essentially in the early game. Gotcha. Um, so humankind um, tilt cast score pretty close to a Civ style game, pretty close to Civ good four and a quarter. I mm. like it. It's a good four X game. I'm not big on 4X right now, so uh, yeah. and have never really been big on 4X. I I did play you know some Civ and I did play some Civ with you, and it was that's been years ago. Um, but yeah, it was uh, was that be you know Civ Beyond Earth, the one that was like a dumpster fire. 
Civ Beyond Earth was a trash fire. It, um, it really was just... The problem is it was just... From what I can remember, it had a lot to do with balancing and game progression and how things worked. It just wasn't... It was really meh. Like, it, maybe... Very meh. Maybe after several years, it's gotten better. I don't think so. I, think it's just, I, I still have it, but I haven't installed it in probably seven or eight years, maybe. It's, it's not been, a, been that long. Oh, it's been a while. It hasn't been that long. Beyond Earth came out a while ago. Prior to 2015, I'd venture to say. Now I'm going to have to actually like look it up because not bring Earth, you freaking... So I will go into one last game to review, though. Um, so I, I brought it up earlier and I got distracted. I played Gears Tactics. Um, I didn't play it quite like XCOM. So I beat that game. 2014. Holy shit. Yeah, it was seven years. Wow. I did say before 2015. Wow. I've got a thing for numbers. Okay. Um, All right. So <clears throat> Gears Tactic is about as close to XCOM Gears as you're ever going to get. It's a good game. It's worth your time. I don't remember why I bounced off of it. I think I was trying out the new XCOM Chimera Squad right. when it came out, and that is actually far inferior to Gears Tactics, I will say that, because uh, Chimera yeah. Squad is kind of a shit game. I know it got some good reviews because it has an XCOM stamp on it, but it's literally the worst XCOM, like bar none. Mm, I mean, I've seen some of the older, older XCOM games. I don't know. Those are good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm gonna take your word for it. No, those are good, but the uh I've been playing XCOM for a really long time. Um so Chimera In Squad, fact, you went back to Gears Tactics after you bounced off of Phoenix Point too. Yeah, it had something to do I can't remember why I bounced off Phoenix Point. That's because they didn't have the balancing right for the yeah. uh, uh for the mutations. That's what it was. And they continue to they actively work on that game a lot. Um, it is driven by community feedback. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting for another patch, and then I want to play an XCOM style game. I'll go to that instead of Gears. But I officially finished Gears, mm -hmm. and so Gears has a set campaign with set missions that are not really randomized. Um, I don't know if any of the tile sets are randomized at all. So I was thinking to myself, there's not going to be a lot of replay value after I finish it. And it took me about 25 hours, I want to say. To beat the campaign, so it's it's three acts with eight missions each, and each one of those takes you 30 minutes to an hour, and then in between some of those missions are side missions, and the side missions you get the choice to send people off your roster to go do things, and it's always either go hold the two points, um, wipe out all the people, um, run with a whole bunch of shit blown up behind you as fast as you can. Or rescue two more new recruits. And you have recruits, but the recruits are always better than the people that you just recruited because they're at whatever level the gears are. You're like high, you're the gears are that rescued them. Mm -hmm. So if you're using some people fairly regularly that have a very high level, they're always <coughs> going to be higher level than what you have. So I cycled out my recruits a lot in favor for somebody who is new and shiny and already had a level ahead of my other recruits, I take all their gear off and fire them and then hire on the new recruit because I was swapping recruits so fast. I never ended up getting that attachment that I got with XCOM to the soldiers. Right. 
and never really dug into the customization on them because customization is not bad, but everybody's got that brick face, like brick from Borderlands. Yes. You know, even the women have the brick face. Super big chin. Like, everybody's got a very strong chin in that game. Very, very squared off features. Like, the women are, like, buffer than any man alive right now. Right. They're... They're stacked. They're 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 mountains. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Stacked. Yeah. Big shoulders. Very. Very big shoulders. Very big shoulders. Um, you got a lot of white or bear. I mean. I, you, anyways, you know, it is funny because the randomization makes the women come out pretty crazy sometimes. So sometimes the name might be Rosario, but Rosario has a mustache and a balding head. <laughs> So if you do want to role play a little bit, I mean it is very it's a very gender neutral game because it uses the same face models. There's like nine face models. And then it randomizes the name to be either a masculine or feminine name. And then it randomizes facial hair or whatever. Boom. So there's only like one like long hair model in there that you can swap their hair around. So sometimes I'd leave Rosario with a mustache and like just ever like the balding head because I thought it was great. So they just you know pour a bottle of steroids in with their Cheerios every morning and fucking just go. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a very progressive game. Uh, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's intended to be, but it's just that's how the randomization works. And but you can completely custom. You can't customize the face, but you can customize everything on their face. So. And okay. you unlock a shitload of beards and haircuts and everything else. Most of the haircuts kind of suck. So I'd always rotate between a few haircuts and then I would just wear helmets. And there's not a lot of variety of helmets. There's like four or five different helmet models. But there's a lot of different like chest piece models, which is pretty cool. And all of your characters can mix and match all of their chest and leg gear. They can mix and match your... um, What? He's over there fucking yawning, and uh, oh. I can see him, and it's causing me to yawn, bastard. Oh, but yeah, you You're can... welcome. It's infectious. You can mix and match a lot of things on their gear, so, like, your assault class can wear the gear for a grenadier or something like that, right? Okay. Um, essentially, the, the, the way you play that game is you down people, execute them, and everybody gets a free move, or you create classes that can provide free moves. So you can stack all that shit up to create these, like, crazy kill boxes where you're killing, like, I think the highest I got was, like, nine kills in a single round um, because of, like, multiple executions. But your characters start off kind of shit, and they do progress pretty a lot. Every class has four different skill trees you can take, and you can mix and match from each of the trees. Um, after you beat the game, you can respect for free, but you get reset tokens that let you reset all of their skills, but you only get like one every two or three missions. So you kind of want to commit to what you're doing in the game while you're experimenting and figuring stuff out. However, once you beat the game, it's just got veteran missions and the veteran missions are the same four missions you get for the side missions, but with modifiers, like you only get two turns, you got reduced magazine size, all enemies have 2,000% accuracy. What was it? 2,000% accuracy was one of the modifiers. Jesus. So they're going to hit if your toe is out from the side of a ledge. Um, 
And then you get red level gear, which is like, I can't remember what they call it, but it's like the best gear. So you can play ad nauseum during those missions. And I was like, okay, well, these mini missions are okay, but they're not as fun as the stuff in the campaign. Um, I think I've got my money, my, well, my money's worth, my game passes worth. It's like mm-hmm. I had fun with that. I'm good. I'm just going to uninstall it. If I want to play anymore, I'll play it over the cloud on my tablet. Um, maybe I'll do that while I'm on vacation a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't really want to play it anymore. So <laughs> for a turn-based game, though, all the way through the campaign, really solid. Um, mechanics work really solid. The weapons feel really good. Um, the executions are top-notch. I mean, they're using all the same animations you get from, like, years, you know, one through five. Um, you know, it's it's really satisfying to charge something with a bayonet and get an insta-kill. Um, it's really sad. Grenades hit like a fucking truck. Like, there is very few tactical games where grenades hit as fucking hard as they do in Gears. Well, I mean, they grenades just, and Gears were pretty brutal anyway, so. Yeah, they're super fucking OP. Um, and super useful. Like, they let you use the geometry to bounce shit all over the place and mm-hmm. you can see where it's going to go. Which is what they did in Gears 2 as well, right? You bounce it off the corner to get around to hit the guy that's hiding out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's it's fun. Just not a lot of replayability. I mean, it has an, uh, the ability to replay, but I wouldn't want to... That part's the weakest part of the game. Right. It's just it's a grind good 25-hour romp with very little replayability. If the replayability was better, I think this would be like a four and a half. I think because the replayability issue, it's about a four. Yeah, but it's it's a very solid tactical game. Again, be a shill for Xbox, but it's on Game Pass, and it runs extremely well. Um, I mean, at this point, we might as well just fucking advertise for Game Pass. Well, (laughs) it's just a really good, you know, it's a good deal. I mean, I get my money's worth out of it every month. I think it's it's just a good deal because of the. I mean, I get as much of my money's worth out of it with me playing a lot of pillars this month, but. Um, yeah, there's, there's things and stuff on there, right? But yeah, Gears finally beat it at two years after it released. Mm-hmm, there you go. Uh, if you're looking for a tactics games, man, I got tactics coming out of my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then Rusty died. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah. That air was very chunky. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> I've played a fuckload of game over the last three weeks. I, uh, I have just played the one. Um, you didn't have anything else besides Borderlands, did you, Jason? Jason? Or no. Oh, he's probably like not even listening to us. He's talking to, uh, he's, he's, he's talking over his shoulder, so. Uh, wonderful. Sorry, I was running a kid out of my room. What'd you say? <laughs> Did you play anything else other than Borderlands? Other than Borderlands and Wasteland 3. and I mean, we did play like a night of uh, of Dwarves. Yeah, of, yeah, we did, uh, yeah, we did play a night oh, of... Oh yeah, we did play a night of Vermintide. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd be looking forward to doing more of that. Um, if you're ever up for it, you just gotta hit me up. Yeah, you were. I am too. I just didn't have time this week. This week, the all the kids is like basketball practice and crap for the new week started. So, 
we've been kind of hectic. Gotcha. I understand. Well, that's a hell of a lot of game talk from us. Um, I guess I ought to ask real quick, how far did you get in Wasteland? Uh, level 11. Have you gotten to uh, the monster army yet? Just reached it. Okay. So, did you did you create custom characters or did you get pre-mades? Uh, no, I got pre-mades. Oh, even Just on the save myself some time. Let's say if you you can create customs on the recruitment thing uh, when you go to the ranger base. So when you talk to the dude, you can save those guys that you have right now for later. But you can get pre-mades at the level that your current character is at. Or, not pre-mades, you can get, create custom characters, completely outfit them, change them around, whatever you want, um, at the current level. I think pre-mades are okay, though, while you're learning the basics on how that game works. Um, if you don't know, intelligence gives you more skill points and a lot of other mm -hmm. bonuses, um, including crit, heal, um, and I think crit damage, um... Intelligence is actually a very important stat in that game. That and the uh, whatever they use for accuracy, I forgot. <laughs> I think it's time for us to take a break. This is the sixth time she's come for attention. Why don't Rusty? Why don't we go ahead and take a break? <laughs> and then she's we'll, up there again. We'll be back. I think. Uh, <laughs> there's a pupper in your lap. Yes. Uh, all right, we'll be back. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah. So Rusty was complaining about the spiders wrapping my house. Fucking, I won't go outside anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so. Not on his fucking property. That's for damn sure. I don't really use the front door except for getting packages. Um, yeah. And nobody's been in my house for a month. Yeah. Besides me. I told him he needs to clean off his front porch because it looks like Halloween already. So my OCDS went out the front porch and swept off the door oh, and the corners <laughs> and the sidewalk. I didn't expect you to do it right then. <laughs> I didn't realize how many spider webs were over there. Man, I was like looking around like I'm being attacked from all sides just knocking on your door. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe that's why the kids haven't knocked on my door to get the ball. Well. It's obvious the front door's not in use. Right. Whoever lives there never leaves. So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So, I went and cleared that off. I mean, you go through the garage, so it's... I, mean, I do. <laughs> I mean, why would I go out the front door? Right. It's, it's only for, for fools like myself. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of, like, recent news and developments. Do we want to go to the heavier stuff first? Because mm. you watch some seven-hour... Diatribe on uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy. What was that again? <laughs> I mean, somebody decided to read like the first six books of the Bible, but it all had to do with uh, Final Fantasy <laughs> Online. 
And you did, did you watch the whole thing? Uh, I did not, actually. Oh, uh, it was so fucking long, and I had a really weird fucking day that day. I stayed up most of the day, uh, and I tried to go to bed at about, like, 2 or 3 o'clock, but couldn't fucking sleep, right? So I just ended up staying up till 9 when it, was, uh, when it started, uh, and... The reason why it was seven hours long is because it was live translated from Japanese. So, so it was basically three and a half hours long. So, right, but it's still fairly long. They ended up having a translator translate every other sentence or so. So the guy would be like, "And this is a thing that's going to happen," and then the translator would be like, "And this is a thing that's going to happen in English." So, yeah, um, it's very a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that's in this trailer is very specific to you know the jobs in Final Fantasy, and if you haven't played Final Fantasy, it's going to be like, uh, what's the what's the big deal? But basically, um, they showed the uh, the title screen for uh, for the new game, which is always a big thing for Final Fantasy because if you look at the titles for Final Fantasy, they always have this artwork that's kind of tied into it. Um, and, you know, Endwalker is the name of the expansion and the moon plays a big part of, you know, in the story. Uh, so they brought in like a picture of the moon kind of like a, you know, going across the screen and becoming part of the, uh, the logo for, uh, for Endwalker, which is kind of cool. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the biggest thing that, that came from this is the job action trailer, which is, you know, always looked for in the uh, in new expansion cycles for Final Fantasy. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the uh, job action trailer actually shows off. It doesn't say what the skills are. It just shows off what the actions look like. Uh, so they'll have like a target dummy and it'll show off the spell effects for each one of the actions. And if you're, uh, I mean, if you're a current player, you can kind of pick out which, uh, which actions are already in the game, which ones changed and which ones are new from the job action trailer. Um, and it shows off all the pretty, you know, pretty particle effects, right? Um, but this one was big because it had... Uh, it had some pretty major changes. It includes two new classes. So the, or the two new jobs in, you know, in Endwalker is Reaper and Sage. Reaper being a melee DPS that carries a scythe and basically has a shadow demon that follows it around and possesses him after a certain point to, uh, to do you know, extra damage and shit. And it looks fucking emo as piss. Um, <clears throat> and then Sage is a new healer class in the game that is a shield healer. Uh, and it is basically followed around by four laser beams, you know, and it heals by doing damage, which is actually a, you know, it's kind of a really cool com uh, concept, and I'm glad that Final Fantasy is actually you know doing that. But the more damage you do, the more healing you do, uh, which is uh, which is really cool. Um, 
so the we get to see a bunch of the uh, you know the actions for that. It's up on YouTube if you're uh, if you're interested in seeing it. Just look for uh, Endwalker job action trailer. Um, but that was like tw- a twenty minute video that they they showed twice. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, and then they went through all of the different changes, which I'm not going to go over because, I mean, literally seven hours. Um, but um, one of the biggest things in you know that came from this was one of the existing classes that was in the game called Summoner kind of had a, a lack of identity in the game because uh, the name basically, you know, didn't match the class. So, you know, all of us here's played a you know at least seen fun or uh, seen wow and can understand the the whole warlock style class where it's a bunch of dots right <clears throat> and had like a small uh uh you know a, a small familiar or some kind of pet that they you know that they would have out uh and summoner was basically the same kind of thing for Final Fantasy, but it lacked identity. Like the the pets didn't really have a whole lot of utility, and uh, the the rotation for the uh, the class was kind of wonky. Uh, so it wasn't the 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 most you know developed of classes or jobs. Um. So what they did was they uh, they went and basically overhauled that job completely uh and uh allowed you to summon basically miniature versions of the um uh of the big primals that are in the game the uh uh the garuda the titan and um uh ifrit uh and what summoning those uh those primals would do would be would be to change your da- uh, your damage type and your spells all of your spells would basically change to that element so garuda being wind you know titan being earth and Ifrit being fire all all of those things would change how your uh, your class plays on top of being able to summon bahamut and phoenix so it's it looks really, really fun now because they just threw the whole dot idea out the window and they changed the pet to be kind of more of a cosmetic thing. Um, you know, so uh, that is definitely something that I'm going to you know, be uh, looking into a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> and of course, Endwalker comes out in November. Uh, but we'll get more uh, more details probably sometime in October uh, when the you know they do a media tour and allow uh, content creators to actually you know get their hands on a uh, early build of the game uh, and kind of go over all the numbers because all the numbers in this this live letter was in Japanese so there's somebody out, out on Reddit right now I'm sure translating all the Japanese characters and trying to uh, yeah, uh, you know, trying to get that information out there, or it's already been done. Like I don't know. Um, basically, live letter, really long-winded, fairly exciting. Only about half the information, if you can believe that. Seven and a half hours. I passed out halfway through that fucker. I did. I passed out at like eleven o'clock. 
I woke up at two o'clock in the morning. I I logged back into my computer and they're still going. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I expected it to be done and they were still going. So that it's it's a really expi- a really exciting time if you're a Final Fantasy player because this information is like it changes you know your outlook and what you're going to end up playing for the next expansion which is really exciting i'm done you can you can cut me off now if you'd like i'll let you keep going but I'm, apparently you ran out of steam <laughs> the um um i'm a crafter in this game as a prime you know crafter and a healer so i'm probably gonna play uh play the fuck out of sage because i mean freaking laser beams man right um the idea behind that class is kind of cool because it's more of a protect healer where you put shields on people and then you heal your primary healing is by doing damage which is i mean right up my fucking alley um, but the, uh, the big changes to healers is that there's now f- going to be four healers in the game. Two of them will be direct healers, two of them will be shield healers, and there's going to be a differentiation between the two. So if you're going into a raid, uh, the game's going to pick one direct healer and one shield healer where it didn't do that before. Um, so I'm wondering how that's going to marginalize certain classes, but, um, Eh, it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but the big thing with, you know, with crafting, they didn't, uh, they didn't talk about crafting in this game and the crafting system is super fucking deep, like super duper deep. Um, but they did mention one little thing that kind of has me wondering what the fuck's going to happen. Uh, there's two different qualities. There's normal quality and there's high quality. Uh, and high quality it was imp- is important because if you use high quality materials, you kind of get a little boost or bonus towards uh, being being able to make a high quality end product. They're getting rid of anything that's high quality that is a material. So if you are getting it from the game world, it's going to be normal quality. Uh, if you are crafting it. It, will, it can become high quality. So it's just, uh, it's going to change how, you know, how inventory works. It's going to change how pricing works. Uh, it's going to change how gathering works. Um, and it's, uh, it's an interesting, you know, tidbit that they kind of threw in there that is a curveball uh, to us crafters. So we'll see. Um They'll have, uh, you know, we still have about, what, two months? About two months, yeah. Yeah, yeah, about two months. Uh, so it's, Ed Walker starts on the 19th of November. So um, about two months to find out what the hell they're going to do to, uh, you know, to shake up crafting. Because, I mean, sure, it needs sh- uh, shook up, but... We don't need it flipped upside down, you know. <laughs> it's a it's a fun time. I, this is really cool because it's like you get to theory craft and see whether or not you're right when you know they provide more information later on, and that's you know. And, and I called a few things like I knew Sage was going to be a damage healer. 
Um, just the way that it looks. Because you can't have fucking laser beams and not do damage, right? <clears throat> so, super exciting. Um, if you guys play Final Fantasy out there, let me know. Uh, I can probably get you set up. So, um, really big thing that happened a couple days ago is the new update for Valheim Hearth and Home hit. Oh, yeah. So, along with that announcement, and there's a lot of new things. In fact, they were saying you might as well go ahead and just restart. But they rebalanced a lot of food recipes with that. And then Eurogamer actually had a interview with some of the main devs um, saying that they don't want this to be a games-as-a-service kind of thing. So they're not going to continually update it until they're just done. They're creating a definitive end of the game. Um, I mean, it has a definitive end to the game, to be honest. Yeah. But right now what they said is they basically need a little bit more content and polish. Right now there's also fresh gear as well as fruit recipes that have been added to the game. Um, but apparently there's a lot of spoiler-heavy content with the way the game is running now. So if you're interested, it might be fun to get back into Valheim. And in fact, for me and you, Rusty, I've got... I know somebody who's got a server running it right now. Huh. Um, if you want to jump on a server at any point. So... Huh. Yeah, the... The um the food balance is kind of a kind of a weird thing because uh you used to be able to just pop a bunch of food and you'd have like the best food kind of you know kinds of things that you can throw on there and get a bunch of hit points. Um, now it's more balanced towards if you want stamina, you eat stamina food and you don't get fuck all for hit points. Um, or if, if you, you want hit more. points. You can get a bunch of hit points, but you don't have a whole lot of stamina, so you can't really swing. And there's, you know, so it brought the the mixture of the two down to probably like two-thirds to about a half of what uh, the original uh, release of Valheim's endgame food was. Uh, so it takes some getting used to, but, I mean, honestly, it was kind of overpowered having like 300 freaking hit points. Uh, in uh, at the end of that, <clears throat> the um, I, I think it's kind of funny though. The new food is, you know, if you don't want to wait for the food to expire, like the the whole duration of the food to expire, they added the ability to uh, force vomit in the game so that you can vomit up the food and eat new food. <laughs> uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> so. Jason, while we've been talking about this, did you discover anything new and noteworthy? A couple different things. Um, one, the the rumored uh, price drop for the Switch in Europe and the UK did end up rolling out. Um, so it saw a, a 30 euro and a 30 pound decrease in price. Um, still, uh, no word on a subsequent price and price drop in the, in the U S and all any, uh, uh, news outlet could get out of Nintendo was there's not a planned decrease at this time for the U S market. Huh? So, you know, international shipping and, and whatnot. Right. Um, um, <laughs> my eyes rolled back. So yeah, that, <laughs> right. I mean, 
it'll happen eventually. I mean, the OLED switch is coming out. That's so. Um, and then other news, uh, NVIDIA announced they will be releasing DLAA with elders to Elder Scrolls Online. Interesting. So that's right. It's not mm-hmm. a misspelling. DLAA is the Deep learning anti-aliasing. Right, right. Um, which is essentially DLSS just without the without any resolution upscaling. So it's just another anti-aliasing, you know, uh, scheme for it, which is yeah. which is fine. It uses the um, uh, the AI cores to be able to do it instead of the traditional um, anti-aliasing options that you are familiar with that just use the uh, the graphics cores. Which is well. And this is fine. also helpful for anyone who is using a uh, a, a display or a TV that may not be uh, V-Sync or G-Sync compatible. Um, yeah, it will offer a lot of the same benefits. Well, the so, uh, uh, well having anti-aliasing and you know in the game that doesn't necessarily pull away from uh, uh, from. Uh, graphics power uh, because everything that's you know you know deep learning is going to be separate from your uh, from your graphics cores so you're going to have uh, some freed up headroom yeah freed up headroom so that you can you know you can get more frames out of a game and with it being probably five to ten percent maybe I mean it, it might be it, it might be enough to be noticeable I'd say but um, anything that can kind of you know, lessen the burden on the graphics cards in my mind just extends the life of the graphics card um, because you're not going to be tempted to go buy a new graphics card. Uh, and right. that is always a good thing in my mind. I'm I'm always this, for that. This will also help uh, uh, <clears throat> some of the lower-end RTX graphics cards. So, you know, the, the 2050, 2060... 3050, 3060, help those run the game better. Yeah. So it, it gives yeah. it an option. But the thing is, is you know, DLSS and DLLA, uh, DLAA are additional options that have to be built into the game and not on the driver side. So, you know, that's why they're saying, oh, it's going to be, you know, uh, included with Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, but it is included with the last op- latest optimization patch. So right. as long as your game has the latest patch, you will be able to use it. But if if you wanted to use that feature on other games, you have to wait for the uh, for the developers to either provide a patch update or uh, look for that feature in new games. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about is MechWarriors Five is a decent game with a lot of replayability. Um, and I actually fired that up after I beat Gears the other night, thinking, oh, I heard something about an update. Well, the update doesn't come out until, I'm going to tie this to two things. you got Diablo 2 Remake coming out on the 23rd of this month. Meh. And you've got, um, <laughs> what is this called? You've got a new DLC called The Legend of Kestrel Lancers on that day as well for MechWarrior. Now, even if you don't get the DLC... You are going to get the ability to swap between different mech pilots on the fly 
while you're out on the battlefield, which is a huge update for that game. Wait, what? How does that even work? So the AI takes over your mech and you take over a different mech. Oh, so you just pop a, just like, hey, dude, swap seats. Basically, you just take over the other pilot. Oh. And the other. And the, the AI other just takes your character. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So. <clears throat> and the AI is not very great in that game. So I think it'll be great to like put somebody to hold for an ambush and then put somebody like attacking things at long range. Like say you want to start the fight with your LRM boat, but finish it with your brawler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could drive the LRM boat out there and start hit popping targets with it and then once you get in close with your brawler switch over to your brawler to take shit out can you like does it say whether or not you can stop time to be able to do that or does it just like you press buttons i don't i guess you're probably pushing f keys or something you probably like f1 f2 f3 or f4 maybe it's tab who knows i mean you could just tab around that'd be easy i mean that would depends on how fast that uh that feature is like if it just like zooms you into the next one um, it could be a cool, really cool feature, yeah. But the uh, that being said, um, they're also adding melee combat. Ooh, and, and melee combat was one of the things that MechWarrior Five definitely didn't was definitely missing. And it's, so now you can have Hatchet Man. Yeah. So they're releasing a. It's called uh, what the fuck is this damn thing called? Legend of the Kestrel Lancers. It's going to add fourteen missions. Um, seven quests, and then they're going to add large-scale conflicts with handmade battlegrounds. So, sweet. I'd probably pay 20 bucks for that. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I haven't got anything in a while. Like, it, I, to, as an offshoot, we are talking about um, Elder Scrolls Online. I just canceled my... So I actually uninstalled Fallout 76, finally. Wow. Um, because I decided I wasn't going to go back for a while. The end game is fairly grindy and i want to play other things for a while so i just you know i knew i wasn't going to play it for a month or two they've got some big weekends and updates coming out in october and so maybe i'll jump back in in october but for right now i had other things to play and it was a comfy crutch so canceled i had a sub that i paid for a whole month and i'll still get to keep everything when i reactivate my sub so it's no big deal and then um yeah, seeing these news for the 23rd, that gives me a little bit of excitement before I leave a week later <laughs> um, right. to go out of state. But I think it's a pretty cool update. I, I really hope that it delivers on what's promised and that it ends up being fun. I'll probably be playing Diablo as well. I might see if that works. The one thing that Game Pass uh, for Android cloud-based services needs is mouse and keyboard support. I know that sounds super weird. But I have a mouse and keyboard for my tablet. It, it definitely needs to have something like because, that. Because, I mean, even fucking consoles have you know, mouse and keyboard support now. So, um, like, PlayStation definitely has uh, mouse was, and keyboard support. I was trying to play uh, MechWarrior with a controller, and I'm so used to the fine control of shooting with a mouse. And yeah, that's... This the, guy. Well, this is a different... You know, if it was Gears, <laughs> right. different, right? Right, right. Um got a little bit of auto aim and i think there's a little bit of auto aim with your mechs but it like focuses center mass when i'm trying to shoot heads or pop legs or take out ppcs or whatever you know like right. marauder drops out i need to i need to be shooting that gun um i not don't need to be firing center mass where it has the most fucking armor right so or you know anyways i mean it 
runs decent on the cloud, which is crazy. It runs about 40 FPS on my tablet. That's more than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought the MechWarrior thing was a pretty decent update. I mean, you got two more remakes. They've got Alan Wake that's coming out. they got KOTOR coming out. No, um, both of those would be interesting for me. I, um, you know, I played through uh, Alan Wake a few times, but right now it's kind of like the game is kind of dated. Uh, so it, it it could definitely use a uh, uh, an update. I threw something else on my wish list. So there's a game called Age of Darkness Final Stand that comes out next month in October, mm. and it's basically they are billions with ghosts and goblins and spirits and all sorts of shit oh okay and um it boasts so their billions could do twenty thousand enemies on screen at once so they got something called swarm tech they can do seventy thousand monsters at a time on screen i think that's excessive do you think that's excessive i think that's excessive at some point it's just moving pixels right i think you should watch the trailer at some point it's called age of darkness um there are just go to Steam and find it. It looks pretty neat. It's a little bit way more medieval looking, like dudes with swords and shields and crossbows and stuff like that. Yeah. Lighting like their defenses on fire and having like those weird wooden stakes in the ground as defense, like to impel things on. Right. Um, <laughs> it looks pretty fucking cool. Pike walls, you mean? Yeah. Another really surprising announcement that. I got while I was looking at, while I was canceling my Bethesda Fallout sub, was they had an announcement for a game called Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm familiar with that name. I didn't realize that was a Bethesda game. It's a yeah. game about a guy. It looks like a guy that dies and goes and buys all those things in the spirit realm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a trailer for that. That's very much does not look like any Bethesda game I've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, looks interesting. Probably not my bag. Maybe Trent might pick something like that up. You'd be surprised how much of a bag that would be. I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm, I don't know much about the game because I haven't seen a whole lot of, about it, but I've heard about uh, the premise of it. And I think that you might actually enjoy it. Yeah, I might. Um, it's got a lot of, you know, Long-haired, um, you know, crazy ring girls in it. Okay, well, if they if they move like the ring girl, I'm out. Fucking like screw that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's two things in this world that I can't really fucking deal with, and that is spiders and ghosts that go from point A to point B in like light speed. <laughs> right. Fuck some, that shit. Some, so, go ahead, Jason. A. Uh... Another interesting piece, uh, and this is regarding a long-standing game, uh, the developers of Dota 2 uh, announced uh, with the their latest press release that they will be, in the coming months, removing support for 32-bit systems, DirectX 9, and OpenGL. Weird. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, so all three of those things are le- legacy. So, yeah, basically they're saying they're just basically um, OpenGL is kind of a legacy thing. You can now use Vulkan. So, um, 
they're saying it's going to give them more headroom for future development etc yeah at some point you've got to cut off the uh you know the older tech so that you can make room for newer tech is i mean if you if you look at it those are three different as 32-bit and then OpenGL and you know directx9 and there's you know 11 i don't know right uh so you know you'd be developing and making you know making code that's compatible with possibly five or six different you know different systems types whereas you can simplify the development process by cutting out the old shit uh so yeah it's it's um understandable that they do that i'm kind of surprised that it hasn't been done already um but you know there hasn't really been you know like a 32-bit system a primary 32-bit system in a while and most you know most consumer computers can do 64-bit uh in fact windows 10 kind of even requires it so (laughs) so cool (laughs) we'll see I'm not big on Dota that much right now. Um, I haven't I fucking played Dota 2 in ages. You haven't played it actively in probably seven years. Right. But I know that there's a very active community behind Dota 2, and shit, I would be completely stomped into the ground if I tried to play that game right now. A couple of really random quick things. Um, Jagged Alliance 3 is the first numbered sequel to that game besides the ones that got reviewed bombed to hell after two since 1999 so 22 years later it's a tactics based game kind of like a gears or an XCOM, but in a paramilitary fashion being developed by the same guys that did surviving mars which is a really weird take um, as they also developed tropico and have not done a turn-based battler of any sort so not sure how that's going to turn out they seem to have the idea that they want to create recreate something kind of like two and I'm a little bit more modern, obviously a much more modern engine and maybe some more modern tactics, but it's pretty cool. Um, Destroy All Humans 2 got a trailer done to the America song by Rammstein. Um, right. Doesn't really show a lot of gameplay, just it's a music video featuring the male alien. It's, um, if you're curious, it looks like a lot of the same from one. The remake for one is also on Game Pass if you want to give it a shot. Um, it's pretty good. Um, I wasn't in the mood to play it last time I started playing it, but I could be persuaded after I finish some things. I mean, freaking ray guns and anal probes. Fucking, I mean, go for it. It's stupid fun, right? Yeah. Um, and last but not least that I got is um, there's a new twisted metal in the works right now. As a there's a rumor floating around yeah i've seen i've seen those rumors once or twice before that twisted metal was coming back um i remember <laughs> twisted metal was uh it was funny because it was one of the very first playstation discs that i had popped into a sony disc man and would just listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack was uh you know started on track two of the disc so you could listen to the music that was in that game and the music for that game for its time is pretty good. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of like 
aggressive 90s stuff, if I remember right. Yeah. I want to say, like, White Zombie was on there. I think so, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. But, yeah, uh, Twisted Metal Black is the the thing here. Say, Twisted Metal Black. And I guess a last couple of quick things. Um, If you're looking for turn-based battlers that are very good, Urtok the Desolation just got a new free DLC, new biomes, new music, new mechanics. Um, you can get Urtok right now for fifteen ninety nine. Think Final Fantasy Tactics with a low fantasy setting. And uh, let's see, Hard Space Shipbreaker is through Campaign Act Two right now at the development. Um, but I'm I'm out of things. Uh, Jason, do you got any things? Nope, I'm out of things. Uh, I'm out of things as well. So let's uh, let's uh, wrap this baby up. Where can you find us, Jason? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash RealTiltCast. Search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. We've got Cabbage KBG. We've got NoQuarters.net. For the love of gaming, bmfcast.com, picking up the pixels or pupcast, and tvgp.tv. Go there for all your destiny news. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. Peace.